Hi, Paul Thorne here, taking uh, another anecdotal and philosophical view on self-isolation. This is the fifth episode of COVID-19, Surviving Isolation. In episode four of the podcast, I took you through three exercises. The first was a review, basically, of your life, about where you are now in this particular moment. Not being too critical, but being very, very honest and factual. The second exercise was about choices and I wanted you to look at the potential possibilities out there for you or or opportunities that this self-isolation may present, how you would like things to be. And I wanted you to look at this in really through the eyes of a child. The third exercise uh, was about gratitude and it's something that I do virtually every day and that is I write a list of the things that I'm grateful for and I write the list from scratch and uh, they can be very, very little things. Um, For example, I've got my eyesight or I have a home to live in, etc. And also the other good things that are in my life and actually taking time out to recognise them because as human beings, we often look at what we haven't got and focus on that. It's, It's very sad really that we don't get a chance to really enjoy what's happening in the moment, particularly in this modern, fast world that we live in and social media and all of the other uh, pressures that are exerted on us from outside. So I'm sure some of the choices you've come up with already in the choices exercise may actually cost money. I would suggest that money doesn't have to come into play. I mean, how much does making the choice for change really cost and the answer to that question is uh, it doesn't have to cost you anything if you choose it not to and this is what I'm trying to emphasize to you it's an inside job it's not about what we have or haven't got as such it's about how you feel yourself and perceive the world around you and at this time in self-isolation a lot of us are doing a lot of thinking I'm not saying that money isn't important and from personal experience having had uh, more money than you need, uh, it won't change the way that you feel about yourself and life in the medium to long term, or even the short term for that matter. Um, Let me explain. I received a substantial amount of money for a medical negligence case in the late 1990s. Yes, it was connected to my time in isolation with multidrug resistant tuberculosis. Uh, Basically, the way I was infected, um, you know, it, 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 I made a claim and they settled out of court with me. Um, However, I wasn't expected to live very long when I received the compensation. So I remember being at a meeting where they discussed how long I might live. And this is something called um, quantum, deciding quantum, how much I should award somebody. And they decided that um, I had one year left. So I thought I'd use the cash to try and enjoy what time I had left. And... Well, knowing what I know now, I'd certainly have done things a lot differently. Um, However, you know, I had some quick fix fun along the way. And ultimately, what I learned is that having money didn't make me happy. I could more or less have what I wanted, but I just didn't know what I did want. That was the problem. It was, if anything, very frustrating. and, And it burst a bubble of my thinking that plenty of money would and could change the way that I felt about myself and the world around me. It was a really important and valuable lesson to learn, albeit a very disappointing one, to discover that having plenty of money wasn't the answer, and that's what I thought was the answer, and 
I learned that I was wrong. There's a big difference between what we need and what we want. And that's really what this particular podcast is about. There are perhaps many things that we think we need and who can blame us? You know, we're subjected to both subtle and aggressive advertising telling us what to buy, uh, what will make us happy. Um, the global economy is built on this. The reality is that whilst we're in isolation and lockdown, we can actually take time out to think about our needs and our wants. And maybe what they're telling us isn't what we want. Maybe what we really want is something else. Our wants are going to be as many and varied as there are people in the world. So uh, again, you know, it isn't one size fits all. Uh, more often than not, you know, the things that we think we want aren't needed by us at all. We just think they would be nice to have, or maybe at the other end of the scale, you know, we've got to have them right now because it will fix us. It will make us feel different. So if you take a look back on the choices exercise that we spoke about in episode four, ask yourself, are these things that you need or want? It's taken me a long time to discover what makes me happy. And as I've mentioned uh, before, you know, it's it's not money or material things. You know, they're just merely nice to have. So, so long as my needs are met and a few of my simple wants, then I find for the most part, that's enough for me to be content with my lot in life. A good work-life balance, the money to pay my rent and not to have to worry about the next electricity bill. To be able to buy some nice clothes occasionally, the odd weekend away, maybe one or two holidays a year. Guess that's out of the question at the moment with lockdown, but I'm sure that will change. You know, this is what I want for my future, and I don't think it's a tall order at all. They're all achievable goals to have. Sometimes when my desire to have something is very strong, I can become unsure if I actually need it or, or just want it. And I'm reminded of a quote from the 1980s film Wall Street. You know, for younger listeners who haven't seen the film, uh, it defined a, a decade of greed and excess. Uh, it was about stockbroking, and the line I'm thinking of is said by uh, a young stockbroker, uh, Bud Fox, played by Charlie Sheen, to the uh, greedy tycoon Gordon Gecko, which was played by Michael Douglas. And I don't remember the line verbatim, but it went something like this. Just how many yachts can you water ski behind at once, Gordon? It's a really good question because you can only actually water ski behind one at a time. So, you know, there's an obvious problem there. There's only so much that anyone actually needs. And once we realise that we own nothing, that we're merely custodians of the things that we have for the time being, letting go of them becomes a lot easier. And truly understanding and knowing the difference between what we need and what we want is very, very liberating. And it helps us focus on what is really important. And our needs must always be the priority. Okay, so how do we do this? I've mentioned before how writing lists helps me to get better perspective of things. And for me, a notebook is an essential bit of kit. I make a page with two columns uh, titled needs and wants, and it helps me discover if the must have want or purchase is something that I could live without even when my feelings tell me that I can't. So the majority of time I come to the understanding that maybe I don't really need what I want so badly after all. And this doesn't mean that I come to a state of uh, acceptance that I shouldn't have anything. You know, quite the contrary. I start to see the thing I want differently and realise that I can't have it right now. And it becomes a goal or an ambition or a dream for the future rather than a must-have now. And it allows me to continue that my needs 
the things that are really important for living and which keep me healthy are not compromised by an impulsive purchase or commitment. You know, a little bit of what you want does you good, but if you can't afford it, there's a problem. If you can't have what you want today, then, you know, by all means, make it a goal for the future. All anybody has is today. And if everything we wanted and desired was to come to us all in one go right now, then there wouldn't be much for us to aim for tomorrow, would there? That's why I was emphasising in episode four of the podcast why gratitude is so important and recognising what we already have, you know, it's the key to being happier in lockdown. If we focus on what we can't have or what we can't do in particular, then this creates a kind of discord within us and resentment. One of the things about this lockdown is the environment is getting better. You know, we're not flying as much. We're not using gas guzzling cars as much for long journeys. We're looking more locally for food. We aren't consuming in the way that we were consuming and nature is beginning to start to recover. You know, it makes us realize that actually we are the problem. We are the problem. And you know, how much more of everything do we need in society? We're always as a species looking for more, but you know, nature is finally forcing us to do things differently. And it's acceptance of this and how we adapt to it, which will be the key to our future. If you want to find out more about my story, then Diary of Modern Consumptive is available from Amazon. Um, And so until next time, thanks a lot.